They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. So we're here to talk to you today about um, digital media, uh, technology, and the role that it can play in solidarity building, in education, in um, you know, indigeneity, um, very different um, but connected important aspects of um, being an indigenous person in a non-self-governing territory. So yeah, and of course, yeah. Yes. Either way, Hannah, <laughs> Alvin. Yeah, so let's talk about um, technologies and what's kind of mm -hmm. like out there right now. Like, what are all the forms that we could be like using, right? Like, mm -hmm. so I guess just within um, independent Guahan or Fanatsu, yeah. some of the places that we're, or forms of media that we've been using is, of course, Facebook is one of it. And then we have our, um, our podcast, our Instagram, mm -hmm. our Twitter. Uh, Oh, we use SoundCloud, I believe, mm -hmm. right, as one yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, so that's one of the ways we're trying to get involved. But Yeah, the, the, I don't know. When I think about why the show started, you know, um, I think, like, a lot of the, the topics that we, that we cover, you know, um, a lot of them have to do with, like, political theory, mm -hmm. indigenous theory. And, you know, theory in general isn't yeah. something that you come into contact with unless you have the money to or pull out a loan to go into the university right yeah definitely and um you know on previous shows we talked about how guam is an impoverished community mm -hmm. not a lot of people have the means of you know attaining higher education mm -hmm. without going into extreme debt yeah you yeah. know mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that, that inspired me to, to start the natsu yeah um is to bring these issues into you know, public conversation. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to fork out, like, what? what is it, like, 3000 3, maybe $4,000 a, a, a semester. semester. Almost five, I believe. Almost right? $5,000 yeah. a semester, yeah. Like yeah. And it's not even about that. I mean, like, um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news recently, but, um, you know, obviously Tenorio had that whole, like, the gun grabbing incident. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. And it's a lot of bad press uh, surrounding that. Well-deserved bad press, yeah. I believe, but, you know, <laughs> like, agree. how many people can get away with grabbing a police officer's gun and, you know, living to talk about it, you know? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, but that's, that's besides the point. But, <laughs> no, that's, really, that's yeah. a really important point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, like, so one of the things they did to counteract the bad press was they, they um, 
brought all the media down to Adeloop mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we have, we have a special announcement. Um, we are going, or Ray Tenorio's campaign is going to take charge um, on, a, you know, creating a system of like free tuition for higher education oh, yeah, for yeah. like trades and other other courses Academy, right yeah. yeah but like it's not even it's not solely about the cost of tuition it's about you know the time that students are spending in the classroom mm-hmm. is time that they're not spending working mm-hmm. yeah. if you have a young family if you're supporting your sick father or something like that mm-hmm. like you need to be making income in order to do those yeah things, definitely you know yeah. So it's obviously not doing enough. Like yeah. free tuition doesn't cut it. Like there, there, there's something more that needs to be addressed. Yeah. You and know? I think that's like kind of one of the reasons why we have like these kind of platforms. Because again, like as you said, it's really difficult. And we've run into friends and people we know who would say that like school really isn't a priority. And mm-hmm. something that could make up for that is joining the military instead mm-hmm. in order to make that income and provide... Right. But again, as you mentioned, like it kind of you kind of miss out on all the topics that we learn in school or topics that come up like activism and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a a really big challenge. But Mm. yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. So one of the things this past week is uh, we had uh, Leonardo Mm -hmm. um, Orsini um, uh, host a teaching at UOG. Right. And um, he's a really cool guy. He's uh, a student. He's a junior at Stanford University. Yeah. Um, studying like computer science or something. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Like. Yeah, computer science. Yeah. yeah. I have um, my notes. I took all the notes. <laughs> oh, awesome! I was taking notes. Yeah, when <laughs> I um, sat into his teaching. Your, yeah. your notes. So I guess see another cool thing about yeah. um, uh, having this free uh, platform is that we have these teach-ins right mm-hmm. at UOG, and uh, we usually have it like once a month. Yeah. And so this one was just uh, last Monday. And um, it was on harnessing technology, mm-hmm. like how do we use technology um, to kind of, uh, I guess, perpetuate our culture or mm-hmm. like indigenous cultures, um, the Chamorro culture, of course. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he brought up a lot of like really, uh, really interesting possibilities like for the application of technology yeah. mm-hmm. and coding as far as uh, being able to build a community, a digital community for um, specific things like language. Um, yeah. Language. Um, he also was there something he mentioned about like the the fishermen, like or the fishing community, like um, utilizing uh, digital media. I forget. Yes, <laughs> I for, I forgot about that too. Um, but I know definitely like the language was the one that stuck to me the most yeah. when mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about like how uh, we could use. Um, I think there's this thing called linguistics and computer science right and you mix it and it's called computational linguistics oh, so i guess it's almost like you can talk <laughs> like technology is crazy right yeah. so you could like talk into oh, yeah. uh, your uh, phone your siri. Yeah, yeah your siri mm-hmm. and then like your phone you could code it to where like it could pick up <clears> syntax <throat> or um mm. like root words and things like that and it will translate it for you right. so those are again like like some the potential of Mm-hmm. of technology that he mentioned that was really really cool yeah, um, yeah so he also uh, one of the really exciting things that he brought up was augmented reality mm-hmm. you oh know, yeah like, that's cool and driving down here I'm I'm amazed that there's still people who play like Pokemon Go like I didn't know <laughs> did you still, see people yeah I, did, I had no idea it was still <laughs> such a big thing but like there's people like on the sidewalks and groups um, you know, just like staring down at their phones and like huddling in certain areas, what? like trying to get certain Pokemon. Uh-huh. But I didn't, you know, because that, that came on like, well, like 
one or two years ago already. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But I mean, like, if we're talking about education and um, building community, um, like, using augmented reality to, like, let's say you're a person in diaspora mm-hmm. um, learning Chamorro, mm-hmm. uh, being able to talk to our, a relative or a friend in yeah. Chamorro in a digital space, mm-hmm. um, using augmented reality um, is awesome, man. Yeah. Be able to connect, right? Yeah. From a... So obviously, I mean, we know that there's a lot of potential for for technology, mm-hmm. um, but there's also a lot of studies that show a more pessimistic side, mm-hmm. yes. or a, a more pessimistic outlook for digital technology is not being um, necessarily a means for revolution. You know, mm-hmm. um, like when you look at uh, like big companies like. Google. Even yeah, Google yeah. especially. Um, obviously, we had the whole the Facebook scandal, the mm-hmm. um, something Analytica, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. So Facebook was actually uh, selling uh, user data to Cambridge Analytica. A lot of that was being used for political campaigns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, like, there's still there's still ways wherein like big money can buy out interests and can yeah. shape um, and frame uh, certain discussions and things that. Or even like I'll I'll ask you guys because I I see it in my in my like digital network right like yeah. um obviously I share a lot of like socialist and communist memes and stuff <laughs> and like after a couple yeah. weeks like that's all I see like that's that's all I see on my newsfeed after a while so it's sort of like your interests uh, sort of force you into this this like network bubble yeah yeah where you don't really see anything beyond that mm-hmm. and I'm curious like what you guys' experiences are online. You can go first. Like, what do you search up and like kind of sticks to it? Or I mean, I mean, definitely, I could, I could uh, relate to Maddie's experience where you know, um, we're definitely sharing a lot more um, activism articles or um, things that kind of sway you to to kind of broaden your scope of uh, understanding of of uh, issues that may mm-hmm. may be occurring um, yeah. in our region, and uh, I've been noticing that, um, like, just like you said, Manny, like. Uh, for some odd reason, everything that starts popping up on the newsfeed is yeah. like, it's all geared towards that. So yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely, you know, in in regards to uh, media promoting, say for example, language or media promoting um, articles related to Guam, like, and being able for people just to kind of surround themselves with with those articles or with those uh, with like language resources like such. Um, I think it. It could be a, a great thing, um, but uh, you know at the same time, um, and, and you know they'll they'll be able to s- surround themselves uh, with that language, with that um, the resources mm-hmm. that are there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, because that's all kind of within the computer science of mm-hmm. it, you know, and that was geared towards you know they're just seeing what you like. Yeah. They notice, you know, they're tallying there's like an okay, algorithm. There's algorithm. algorithm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. And and that's exactly what. Um, uh, Mr. Rossini was kind of talking about was you know it's it's all in the computer science now yeah. and you know um, if uh, how technology is is progressing mm-hmm. it's really you know it's it's yeah. about understanding that and that's a booming field you know yeah. uh, what he what he mentioned from Stanford mm-hmm. from the Stanford point of view there's actually there's a book actually called Algorithms of Oppression that maybe you guys want to check out wow. it's in, yeah that's uh, okay it's in my Amazon um, wish list yeah okay Christmas uh, Christmas Christmas, Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean do you celebrate Christmas yeah yeah uh, I, I celebrate Christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah so Algorithms of Oppression how algorithms. things how um, 
these interfaces that we we interact with you know how mm-hmm. you know you know if, if you think about like the movie the matrix and stuff how yeah. these are oh. realities that are constructed <laughs> for us mm-hmm. to uh-huh. feed us a certain image of of a certain experience a user experience right mm-hmm. and you know is it good is it bad like is it a good thing that all i'm seeing are things that i'm interested mm-hmm. in which is really mm-hmm. kind know? of could be very problematic you know yeah. what i mean because then it takes you away from other things outside and even other beliefs if you could even say that mm-hmm. because if all you're seeing is something that you're already like um kind of inclined to mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. puts you in a bubble and then it takes you away from other perspectives yeah. right um and that's something that we talked a lot about too it's not it's just not just a phenomenon right it's there's mm-hmm. actually like studies mm-hmm. based on that and um there's this one psychologist and his name is daniel kahneman have you heard of him? No, no. Okay, so Daniel Kahneman, um, I forgot what the name of um, the theory that he uh, he talked about, but basically it's uh, when we see things and we're like kind of exposed to it all the time, okay. we start mm-hmm. to think that it's real and that it's a real, it could be like a real threat or something that's very, mm-hmm. very common. So for example, see, yeah. like... Um, plane crashes right Mm -hmm. since uh media reports on plane crashes all the time like when there is one plane crash media like reports on it right like it's crazy like they report it and then everybody starts to have like this irrational fear of Mm -hmm. riding airplanes because they think they're gonna die because it seems so common it gives the illusion that it's very very common so as compared to like if you do um like car crash right you don't get a report on a car crash every single day because it's already so common so people are like that's Mm -hmm. kind of boring so you would have less of a a fear Mm -hmm. of riding cars compared to planes when in fact cars are you're more likely to be killed in a car accident than a plane crash so i mean so going back to um what we're exposed to sometimes if we're always clicking on uh, Trump things, we might start to think that everything that mm-hmm. Trump says is real or is accurate, yeah. but in fact, we're missing out on other other like perspectives yeah. and things like that. Yeah, because so. I mean, like, I actually want to learn more yeah. about like different. I wanted to hear more perspectives about why, for instance, capitalism might be a good thing. You know, like mm-hmm. I talk yeah. so much shit about capitalism, mm-hmm. obviously, but like. I need, I want to understand why um, people feel inclined to defend it, you know, and yeah. but I in my network I, I don't come into contact with those things, you know. I have to like go out and, you know, search mm-hmm. for it myself yeah. on like Google or something. Yeah, definitely. You know? So yeah. and then when I do that, then on Facebook I'm gonna get like a ton of ads and stuff that are like uh, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I don't know then. It's a little hard. I mean even like for me I guess like culture wise like I really want to learn more about like other countries and mm-hmm. and their point of views but it's already difficult because when it comes to just like YouTube for example like all of my um, suggested feeds are all based in America and I yeah. feel like that really takes away from like what I could be learning mm-hmm. from other other things yeah. right so that's the big challenge with yeah one of, one of the things that, that uh, has freaked me out in the last couple of weeks is uh-huh. um like while I was in Geneva, right? Uh, apparently there was some, there was a, t- a major typhoon mm-hmm. that yeah. hit Japan. Yes, yeah. I didn't hear anything at all about yeah, it. Wow. Like, yeah, like on, on my on my social media feed, like <laughs> I didn't get any news about the typhoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a couple of weeks ago, you know, like uh, I'm with my partner and we're we're talking about our, our vacation plans and stuff. Uh-huh. And 
you know, she's talking about how, like, uh, Kyoto, the airport in Kyoto yeah. is, like, um, still damaged or something like that. Like, there was wow, a, we didn't uh, even know that. a giant, like, a boat that flew into... Oh, yes, okay, I heard about that one. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, like, what? Yeah. it freaks me out that I, I don't know about this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, like, it's in our region, like, I should be exposed to these things, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's the reality of, like, like, corporate news uh -huh. and social media structure and, you know, yeah makes us wonder man like what if what if we were already like our first steps were with media or, or the agri algorithm algorithms were giving us um like more regional news mm -hmm. first and mm -hmm. then you know everything yeah. else after that right i wonder how it would be i really you know yeah. would we have would you have heard Absolutely. about that right yeah what, and man, I think that would be a really big reality shift, you know, for for a lot of us here. Mm -hmm. Only to be um, right now, we're we're trying to really reach out of the box and um, you know gain those resources and gain yeah. you know the knowledge in our region. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's 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 so close, but yet so far and so difficult, right? Right. And, and yeah. um, definitely trying to use our own networks with uh, you know through our friends, through our mentors to try to get to that. It just it just shows mm -hmm. like how how hard and how difficult really difficult it yeah. is and but then how much how much treasure it would, it would be to have that kind of resource and have Absolutely. that you know to know a little bit more about yeah. our, our our region mm -hmm. yeah and our regional news that we definitely there, there's there's obviously like there's other ways where we're divided by like our Pacific Island um you know neighbors mm -hmm. our brothers mm -hmm. and sisters right like mm -hmm. when you think about like um like the airline companies and stuff like yeah mm, yes. um just yesterday I was looking up how am I going to get to New Zealand in February for yeah. my PhD, yeah. right? And there, there isn't a direct, there's no uh, direct flight from Guam to Australia anymore, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so there's no direct flight from Guam to Australia, no direct flight from Guam to New Zealand. Um, I would have to go through like, uh, through Japan or like Korea uh -huh. or wow. China and then go to, I think Auckland and then to the South Island. Um, but so it, it, it seems like common sense, you know, being able to have a direct flights from, you know, mm -hmm. islands in the Pacific yeah. Yeah. to each yeah. other. But, like, that's just not how, like, the airline no. airline routes are structured. And a lot of that, arguably, is probably constructed that way. Yeah, I know? mean, definitely for so. more profit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think is, is one way to do it. Because clearly they wouldn't be able to charge you as much if we would just go directly yeah. from, right. like, Guam, right? Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. So how do we how do we overcome that though? Like <clears throat> we're doing it with uh, with things like Finatsu, mm -hmm. with Nihi. Mm -hmm. um, but what other examples uh, can you guys think of where um, indigenous communities are using digital media, you know, yeah. to overcome the, these things? Um, I know, like so. Um, one thing that really came up recently um, was uh, Kathy. Uh, yeah, Kitno. Yeah, yeah. So she <laughs> recently kind of used, um, she incorporated her poetry into media, as she uh, often does, yes. right? Yes. So they, uh, she recently partnered up with um, Greenland. Okay. Yeah, and so they did uh, a poem, and it was based on uh, like how the island communities are struggling because mm -hmm. of global warming and, mm -hmm. and rising seas and mm -hmm. things like that. So. Uh, that's definitely one way of kind of um, catching social media and using it to their advantage because mm -hmm. they had like quite a lot of views on that, right? Yeah. To bring like more awareness of how indigenous communities are struggling 
with yeah. especially Pacific Islander um, indigenous communities are struggling with um, um, global warming. And it's very important too, I think that one, because she is from the Marshall Islands, mm-hmm. right? And as on Guam, I don't, okay, personally for me, maybe it's not in my bubble and I don't click on <laughs> uh, global warming enough, but I don't know, you guys can chime in on this too. Like, do you guys hear or do you guys ever hear about the fear of not being an island anymore? Because that's kind of oh, like yeah. a reality for mm-hmm. us, right? Like, the Marshall Islands has been really great at voicing that out. And mm-hmm. um, they've been, of course, tracking like how they're losing land so yeah. uh, so quickly. You know, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. So that's one way that they, they've they used it. And Absolutely. I wish we could use that too. I yeah. think like, um, I don't know, from what I know, you guys can correct me on this if you, if you know, but, <laughs> if you know more, but like Guam is, um, it's at a higher sea level than mm-hmm. a lot of the other yeah, islands yeah. in Micronesia. Um, so... When we talk about climate change, there's not necessarily a fear that the our island itself will disappear, yeah. um, which is the reality of uh, people in the Marshall Islands, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there is going to be an impact. Obviously, there's going to be yeah. climate change migrants yeah. that um, will be oh, probably would like to move here as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully, we have a government that's more accepting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Isn't oh as gosh. like yes. isn't as uh, racist and yes. yeah. I mean, we could talk China, about like recent know, articles have just come out within people. our our government that's been very very racist yeah. and the representation of other Pacific Islanders mm-hmm. and really not incorporating other perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, like trying to consider like why would they be in that situation to be acting like that, right? In like usually, yeah. sometimes. Um, how people react is just a response to how we may be treating them or be, mm. we may be treating their community. So, again, she's a psychology major. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, I have my psychology degree. Just joking, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no and longer major. major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, mm. I'm getting off track. So no, no, yeah. yes. But yeah, so mm-hmm. no, I was just gonna say like um, with climate change, like obviously this weekend they were reporting they were. Um, initially, they were reporting that we were supposed to have like 20 inches of rain or some shit. Yeah. And obviously, wow. it, it went down eventually to eight inches. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty sunny today, so I don't know yeah. how that went. Yeah. But I mean, like, so that's one of the things that needs to be talked about, you know, when we're talking about climate change is how is it affecting the weather? You know, like yeah. the frequency of typhoons yes. and like the, the downpours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like rogue showers and all that stuff. Like yeah. those are things that... Like flash floods and all absolutely, that Absolutely, they, they lead to erosion. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, nutrients getting into the coral reefs and... And then we're not having that kind of reefs. protection. Yeah, 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 yeah so... so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're, we're sort of all over the place, but... It's all good. Yeah. Why don't we, um, so let's let, let people know about the Patreon yeah, while we collect right. our thoughts. And okay. <laughs> yeah, so Patreon. Uh, so we, our goal initially was to have 50 uh, patrons, mm-hmm. uh, patrons mm-hmm. and uh, Patreon, or Patreons? Patrons. Patrons. Patrons, patrons, yeah, 50 patrons at uh, patreon.com. So mm-hmm. Patreon is where you guys can go ahead and uh, donate to uh, Fanatsu. And so uh, we have three, three tiers. tiers. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, Hatsa is our first tier. And if you donate, it's between a dollar to $10. And you get free content all the time. Um, and then if you go to the second tier, which is who. Hugua, um, it's $10 to $15, and with that, you get access to Radical Histories, um, where we talk about histories that are not often explored, mm-hmm. or we kind of do maybe more of like a counter-canonical, 
canonical uh, view of history. And then the last one is Tulu, which is um, if you want to donate, it's between $15 to $20. Mm -hmm. And we talk about uh, radical readings. So Mm -hmm. we uh, give you guys access to these readings that kind of enhance, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, critical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like we talked about in the beginning, like making you know, academic uh, mm-hmm. knowledge available for the public, right? Yeah. And, like, so the idea with the Radical Readings is that we provide, um, like, PDF copies of whatever we're talking about. Uh, we also provide an analysis of that, and we also try to make it relevant to um, contemporary, you know, context, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. And so that's very, very helpful. Um, uh, I know I've heard of some teachers within public schools that use the resources and it's been very helpful mm-hmm. when they're teaching uh, like history or they're just teaching about government, mm-hmm. language. So if you're a teacher, uh, I think that's a really, really good resource, right? Yeah. Just from 15 to $20 for the radical readings. And then of course, again, uh, 10 to $15. Yeah, I mean like if you're a teacher too, like I think Finatsu itself could be a, a, a valuable resource. like. Yeah. You know, your lesson plan for the day could just be like, listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and write an analysis. You can catch up on grading papers or whatever yeah, you need yeah. to do. And like, yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe for this week's radical reading, maybe we should talk a little bit about like um, the Herman Chomsky, the propaganda model. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys heard me like, you know riff on that no man no. That's, that's hearing oh yeah, yeah yeah so i think i sort of pissed off my coworkers uh, this week <laughs> um, you know when i when i brought it up so like the propaganda model um is um a tool for analysis for analyzing uh mainstream media and so this dude um noam chomsky everyone knows yes. him for different reasons okay. right yeah. he's a linguist he's a political dissident so, yeah <laughs> yeah obviously yeah so a lot of Across different fields. Yes. So in the 70s, um, him and Edward S. Herman proposed a model to analyze uh, mainstream media and specifically their coverage of like the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. but then also um, U.S. intervention in South America. And, you know, how are these things being portrayed in mainstream media? So uh, through the propaganda model, he proposed, uh, I think, five, five characteristics that um, influence um, truth mm-hmm. and how truth is is uh, shielded from the public or it's framed uh, to meet certain criteria that um, uh, benefits the elite. Yeah. And so one of those is, uh, God, I, I, I'm going to butcher this. Butcher this <laughs> but, so one of those is flack. Mm-hmm. Flack is like the negative feedback you receive from like elites or elite groups yeah. or elite interests, right? So if you write an article, like even, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If you, if you even try to, you know, ascertain the truth and tell people about um, a certain reality that is against the, the wishes of, of the elite classes or elite interests, they're going to write an email to your managing editor. That's crazy. And they're going to call you out on it. They're going to yeah. be like, I can't believe you, this guy said this and this uh-huh. and this. Like, he's totally false. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they're gonna, um, spiel or they're going to spill out their truth and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to let you have it. Yeah. And you could either lose your job or you could lose your credibility uh-huh. um, because it doesn't meet um, their requirements, right? Yeah. So there's flack. There's also like access to resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so corporate media is structured um, like this. Like so, um, journalists 
people, so newspapers don't actually get uh, most of their, their resources from selling papers. The, they're able to survive because of advertisements mm-hmm. that they yes. sell, right? Yes. On paper. So, and advertisements are being sold primarily to private businesses, mm-hmm. um, private businesses like uh, Triple J, Automotive, mm-hmm. um, you know, what other, like Cavill's Insurance, yeah. um, dude. So all these companies with, um, with interests in Guam mm-hmm. and maintaining the status quo that also um, support mainstream media, um, to the tune of like tens of thousands of dollars yeah. a month, you know, buying full-page advertisements and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so access, access to resources, flack. There's also, the third one is a, a reliance on certain people mm-hmm. um, for your news or for, for information. So myself as a journalist, um, you know, the types of voices that we look for um, to validate certain claims mm-hmm. are often like uh, like press officials from yeah. like the governor's office mm-hmm. or senator's office. Those are our primary uh, sources, mm-hmm. you know, because they're supposed to have like a level of legitimacy mm-hmm. that the common person doesn't have. Doesn't apparently, know, man. You yeah. Know? So, like, what are what are press officials going to tell you? Oh, the governor like increased the economy by this much. Yeah. Um, Just positive created this, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, positive yeah. things. Um, and yeah, that's we're supposed to accept that as a truth. Mm-hmm. Every other voice that we try and gather um, to either support or or go against that claim is secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the core of the article is going to be uh, whatever the press official told you. Yeah. You know? And then there's two more. Mm, <laughs> I can't remember them right now. I apologize. <laughs> No, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that was enough for me. I feel like I talked a lot. No. No, no, no. So. I thought that was like a really interesting point when you were kind of saying like press officials and Mm -hmm. how much weight is given to their their Mm -hmm. voice, right? And you really have a hard time going against that. Or if you were someone else, you would be kind of thought as as a little bit crazy if you were to go against that, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, there's been instances in our government mm -hmm. where they kind of when people come out, they're like. Oh yeah, but he's a druggie. Or oh yeah, but da, da, da. you know, like they kind of well, try to discount. If you're referring like, to Mr. Troy Torres, then um, <laughs> that guy. No, I mean, I don't know true, if, I, if I take his claims uh, as primary. In oh yeah, no, 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 definitely, definitely. But yeah. just the fact that if you're holding up, if you're a certain position, that yeah, yeah, your like, is. Yeah, even but we also experience that with like academia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain voices, um, like you you can't necessarily privilege like uh the average person's you know voice mm-hmm. and whatever yeah, yeah. you know there, there's different ways of doing it of course um but you can't just take like your uncle joe cruz or something you know <laughs> as a primary resource like it always has to be contextualized within something yeah, else yeah. something another smart person said yeah yeah you know yeah and so but that, that happens in in mainstream media as well like you know if if someone sends us an inquiry you know through email or something mm. like it has to be we, we can't just take their word for it you know like it, they, they're an average person with no yeah. credentials or something mm. you know like i don't know so then how do we know. like legitimize um social media activism then mm-hmm. right so i yes, think that's kind of an issue that back around yeah so how do we yeah <laughs> no i'm just saying like right like so then yeah how do we yeah how would you legitimize social media activism if it's mm-hmm. just we're just quote-unquote like normal people or, well, i think that's the beauty right? of it that's, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of, of social that's media um 
the the potential for it to be um, a means of, of liberation of sorts, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of that has to do with, um, well, there, of course, there's gonna be certain markers for success, um, but maybe to help, like, to help us think about these things, if we can think about, like, independent Guahan, or yeah. think locally about certain movements mm -hmm. um, that exist in digital spaces, as well as, um, you know, real spaces. Because, like, okay, so movements that are solely digital, uh -huh. um, I think, are less likely to succeed, like, for a political end, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's, um, if you're using social media to complement um, real activism yeah. um, that's occurring in real spaces, uh -huh. then I think it's, it's effective. Um, and I think Independent Guahan does that. Yeah, I think so too. Great job. Um, yeah. Yeah. And one of the, so like, for instance, uh, using, I know like Independent Guahan's uh, primary, um, you know, uh, digital outlet is like mm -hmm. Facebook, right? Yeah. But through Facebook, they're able to tell people about uh, general assemblies that are going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also talk about uh, political events that are occurring in real time. Mm -hmm. um, but nothing that Independent Guahan does is ever solely digital, digital itself, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they always complement a, a real feature, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's the key for indigenous uh, digital activism. Yeah. Um, and it has a larger reach too in that way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's kind of like getting to those those who cannot, you know, attend, attend or yeah. you know, you're 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 creating another outlet to be a yeah. part of the, the the voice or part of the support, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And if we're talking about like so solidarity building, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I don't know if you guys watched our last episode, uh, which was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Did you guys? Who was there? Were, were you guys sure like too scared out. to like? <laughs> we, we did. Yeah. We did. Not. We watched like the first ten minutes yeah. or five like, minutes. No. We were like, but turn it off. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, but we saw but, some you know. really great comments. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of engagement on that. Yes, yeah, so that was really great. And um, uh, particularly from from Puerto Rico. Yeah, that was great. That was yeah. amazing. You know, so yeah. as far as um education and solidarity building, um, mm -hmm. you know, using the live stream format, I'm using podcasts. Yeah. I think it's it's great for solidarity building, especially like if you're if you're talking about another uh, community with a specific uh, context of U.S. Mm -hmm. colonialism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I had to fly all the way to Geneva to do that, like uh, with uh, one of my fellows, you yeah. know, from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, but you can absolutely do that in 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 real time through digital media. Yeah, yeah. and that's so, really great. Yeah. Yeah. Building connections, and we've also kind of done the same too with. Um, I guess like the diaspora, mm -hmm. right, of Guam, like really connecting with um, students and groups, faculty. like faculty, mm -hmm. yeah, and right now I believe like uh, Miguel is traveling and he's also connecting, yeah, right, yeah. but we could do that sitting in here, connecting with you guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's something that's really, really great, um, but yeah, is there yeah. any other challenges, do you think, like with that, I think we kind of talked about challenges of, so the great part is, um, we kind of have that building solidarity and getting more reach, but even more within the context of reach, right? We were talking mm -hmm. about um, how there's this thing called the digital divide. Digital right? divide, yes. Right? I mean, we talked about that uh, during uh, Leonardo Orsini's. Um, and that's why you take take notes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Sick of it. I was yeah. thinking that's, right Yeah, so we were talking about. I mean, there's 
again, technology and harnessing technology, there's so much um, potential for that. Mm -hmm. And here's something that we're doing right now is one of the potentials, being able to talk about it um, freely, uh, publicly, having mm -hmm. a good reach. But again, specifically, when it comes to reach, there's this thing called uh, digital divide. Digital and Manny is like a pro on that subject. Oh, I'm not a pro on this. <laughs> so, like, um, so the digital divide um, is basically just a term to describe um, like access to uh, technology, right? So there's, in different contexts, there's a class of people who have open and free access to the internet um, yeah. through uh, mobile phones, through iPads and MacBooks and stuff. You know, these are people who have, the, the digital divide separates um, the people who don't have access to those things. Um, and because of that, can't access like the liberatory aspects of social media, mm. probably. Um, and, you know, there, there's different ways you can talk about this thing, but like um, how their, their, um, their user experience uh, with technology mm -hmm. is drastically different than ours. Yeah. And, you know, they won't have the same access to um, like information that we, that we do Already because of either their, ge their geographic location Maybe they're an indigenous person in a rural community, mm -hmm. um, or you know, th there's different things um, like age. Definitely yeah. could be a factor, mm -hmm. right? Age, SES, social economic status, again, is also a big factor. issue. Yeah. yeah, which we were just talking about earlier. How uh, we're trying to have um, free access, or yeah, doing Fanatsu and kind of having a uh, free aspect of it for people who are not able to mm -hmm. uh, attend school and kind of get into the context, like, yeah. yeah, with the context, so. Yeah, so. Digital divide. And you, mm -hmm. I think, um, man, I, I actually have um, a, a, a good friend that actually, his, when we, when we talk about like um, media or like political activism or just activism, he kind of, he's able to chime in on it. And, and again, this, this individual, you know, hasn't, hasn't gone through, um, UOG or GCC, mm -hmm. but you know he's able to kind of like have some critical thought on it, um, uh, and and yet he doesn't have access to the education. But he's using you know I, I've I've introduced him to the podcast and uh -huh. say hey man you know I think I think you should look into this. This yeah. might be something that you know can help you awaken that a little bit more. You know those those yeah. questions that you have or those you know those concerns right and and he said wow I think I I think I'll take a look into it and mm -hmm. you know that's a great. Um, that could be a success right there just from yeah. you know with our platform here and meet the mm -hmm. uh, podcast right and mm -hmm. yeah hopefully engage him in the podcast and go from there and then yeah, kind of engage yeah. him into the you know the mm -hmm. more of the, the discussion of uh what it means right maybe yeah. later yeah. on right but i think i think for him to be able to hear um you know average people like our you know like ourselves to kind of um kind of hear that that same kind of voice like wow man these guys are having the same concerns or you know uh they they kind of bring up some topics that i had some concerns about mm -hmm. um to be able to hear that and then kind of um you know go off of that maybe ask some some questions from us or from from those who are already on the podcasts mm -hmm. uh, and then you know be able to enter that discussion like that i think you know that's a absolutely a big way that this yeah. podcast is helping that this media right mm -hmm. that we're using is, is helping in that matter yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool like um i don't know I, i've maybe met like two or three people 
in real time <laughs> who actually <laughs> listen to the show. Yeah. yeah, in real life, who, uh, who are, are listeners of the show, and that's awesome. Like, if you're out there, shout uh, I love meeting you guys. You know, yeah. I'm very appreciative of all of you. Um, so, yeah. But, like, again, I think, like, it's awesome that, that people listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it always... Um, it's more powerful when those people are able to, you know, participate, mm-hmm. um, you know, physically in physical spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, um, you know, actually, um, making some, some contribution, like it, listening is good and having these discussions is, is awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but if you, let's say you're, you're a member of diaspora, like, um, you know, maybe you participated in the climate change, uh, march that yeah. just happened like that's good awesome do those things yeah and when you're out there talk to people about guam talk to people about colonialism mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. good yeah yeah definitely. so that, i think that's that's the the highest achievement you know yes for what definitely. we do here is like being able to transform interest yeah. and curiosity into activism yeah so, yes. yeah definitely and i think like for me Fanatis really helped me too like listening to um some of the older content and mm-hmm. oftentimes like i have a hard time trying to uh get data relevant data and put it into my research but i love it when we when i listen to Fanatsu and then um people like victoria leon guerrero mm-hmm. um becky garrison she's not here right now yeah, right? Yeah. or becca sorry becky becca garrison <laughs> becky garrison. Uh, like sh- when they start talking about guam and political status and that's just like sometimes you do research and you kind of get really really exhausted about it because you're always in your own head mm-hmm. but when you're able to listen to other people and again, this is all free. Uh, if you download um, SoundCloud, like mm-hmm. the Finatsu uh, podcast, uh, you get to listen to them and they kind of throw out like these resources and you're like, wow, yeah. like this would help me um, better kind of shape my data or shape my my paper. Yeah, so I think that's one way that it's, it's definitely helped me in terms of taking media and trying to be more active. Um, I would. I, I think I'm more comfortable in being active in like the scholarly space, mm. right? So uh, that's one way it, it's helped me. Like, what about you? Like, has it? How's listening to Fanatsu been for you? Um, it's definitely. I mean, uh, I, I think. I think it gets especially on right now in Guam with the the buildup and every everything that's you know we're seeing a lot more land cleared. You know. Um, it kind of does, it does get depressing. It kind of, you know, it, it triggers the emotions, you know, of like, kind of like helpless, right? Helpless emotion. And especially, you know, we're, we're, we're working on this, um, this media, this act, activism portion of it, right? And uh, sometimes it really does help to, to, to listen um, to others, right? And to listen to the older Fanatu podcasts and, and really, Kind of re regain right regain that strength because I think it's like a, it's almost like a roller coaster ride. You're always up and then you come back down. You're like, dang it, you know. And, and then, then like with the news and stuff. you know with yeah. the news and then you you know especially related to um, you know not just on Guam but more regional news and how they're treating fellow you know, our fellow brothers and sisters mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. you know it's you, you already know it's wrong you know mm-hmm. you know that there's other ways of of uh, of dealing with that but. Um, you know, and that's the, the low, right? And then you listen to stories um, in the podcasts and, and uh, you know, the information they give you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of helps you like, okay, well, you know what, man, this is, this is exactly what we're trying to, you know, we're trying to go for. We're trying to uh, 
assist in that manner and and um I don't know, just like a, it's kind of like a recharge, you know, a battery recharge. It just helps, helps yeah. you kind of like get up again and be like, okay, you know what, this is what we're, mm-hmm. we're moving towards. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, things like, yeah, Nihi or. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of touched on something really important too, is like, you know, we, we talked about user experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what sort of user, user experience or what sort of like, um, uh, vision of reality do you get when all you have access to is like the Guam Daily Post or Pacific Daily mm-hmm. News, yeah. KUAM, like they're all basically covering the same stories, right? And yeah. yeah. They all uh, basically have the same um, perspective right. yeah. on, on things, right? So like historically, like when the topic has been the military buildup, mm-hmm. the lead or like the headline even will be like, oh, the Department of Defense has like pledged like like this much uh, millions of dollars to uh, Guam because of the military buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll say things like that. They'll lead the story like that, but they won't really talk about like what, what the money actually goes to. Yeah. Like the, the hundreds of million, millions of dollars that are being proposed for Guam aren't for, um, aren't for schools, which mm-hmm. yeah. um, desperately need it. They're not yeah. for the hospital. Yeah. Um, they're for it's infrastructure. For the local government. Exactly. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're for infrastructure to support the military buildup and yeah. military members. Um, but they're not for critical services that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, what, what type of vision of Guam's reality do you get when, when all you pay attention to is mainstream media? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Very finely painted it's it's yeah. really like nothing that uh it's very like, to it's pro- very, problems like, you know no, that's yeah. underlying yeah. problems it's always like the surface level uh you know the band-aid mm-hmm. fixes really you know and the for, boogeyman the boogeyman is like um, <laughs> all the migrants from from chook right yes yeah. and, and it's and somehow all the migrants uh, are coming from yeah. chook like yeah. they don't talk about all the migrants um, from china <laughs> or even even the fact that within FSM there's so many different cultures, yeah, yeah different cultures. vast number of cultures, yeah, oh. different communities. Uh huh. And also know? like we even within that issue of like migrants from Chuk and yeah. FSM, like what they don't even discuss either is the Compact of Free Association. Yeah. And so why is it like that? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. is it like that? I mean they automatically want to jump into uh, doing the ICE, right? Or like, not ICE, mm-hmm. but then like, you know, kicking out uh, uh, immigrants and yeah. all of that. Like, mm. what is that even? Like, that's not even relevant to Guam because, again, like because of our history or because of the U.S.'s uh, colonial history and, mm-hmm. you know, they're testing um, nuclear bombs mm-hmm. and there was a whole lot of radiation that had mm-hmm. happened. And in order to kind of make up for that and pay for that, we have the Compact Free Association. Yeah, and yeah. that's the reason why, um, like, Man, FSM um, nationals are able to come into Guam without a visa. And, again, it's not because they're here to uh, take resources from us or take resources from America, it's because they're here to get what they are owed. They are owed those resources because they've been so mistreated, right? And so that's never, ever been, like, the perspective as long as I've been growing up. Like, they've always Mm -hmm. made out to be, like, they're stealing from us. like Or not us, but again, like, they're stealing from the government, but it's Mm -hmm. not that way, and it's very, very, like, disheartening, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... No, I was going to ask. So, Lawrence is here off camera. <laughs> so, just to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Our producer is like, come so, on, guys. Just, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so just Masi, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, um, guys. Again, this was the free portion of the show. Um, we'll have radical readings, radical history for you guys. 
um, later on this week, and uh, you can have access to those uh, by signing up on Patreon. So, yes. Yeah. Patreon. Anything else? I think that's it. This is Thank just you guys. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me!